Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spätling and today I'll take you on a journey of DJT about ecstatic dance. I think all of you know DJT um, with the real name Thomas Koch. He was the founder of the Groove magazine and he also co-founded a club in Frankfurt and Get Physical Records, which is known all around the world. And of course, he's also DJing, touring and producing and was one of the pioneers beginning of the 80s when electronic music became popular. But in this podcast episode, we are talking about a totally different side that actually was always within, within him, but that he's now living to the fullest. Enjoy! Thomas, it's a real pleasure having you in the podcast today. You're a real pioneer and the journey that you begin right now is very interesting. Thank you for taking the time and for inviting me today to your home. I just realized we talk in English, which is no problem, of course, <laughs> but we just changed languages. Changed yeah. Languages, right. um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be a part of it and um, looking forward to your questions. <laughs> so, um, actually, there is no need to introduce you. You're the founder of the Groove magazine. You're originally from Frankfurt, um, started DJing. I think the end of the 80s, around um, 86, then you founded a club with some friends in Frankfurt and also the Get Physical label. And apart from all that, you are touring, you're producing, you're making music. Um, and I think most of the people know this side of you. Um, but what really catched my attention was a psychedelic breath session at the Tech Open Air Festival together with Eva Kachua. And mm. that was when I decided, uh, when I found out about a site of you, mm. I never heard of before. Mm. And tell us a bit about that journey. When did that begin and how did you discover this site? Mm. It's uh, not easy to uh, to say when this journey began because um, I could mark it with, with a certain starting points, different ones. Um, actually, the, the, the journey of trying to get a better work-life balance uh, started already in the end of the 90s, but the first uh, 10 years, I wasn't really making much progress in that. And I'm still it's, still, it's still the biggest the biggest topic in my life right now. How can I get a better balance between um, what I do? Wow, now the... Party is going on. <laughs> it's a small child, you can't imagine. But it's so, uh, what you say in Germany, hellhörig. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not a problem for no. your recording. <laughs> Sorry for that. Some bass yeah, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like an elephant horde. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sounds. Um, yeah, so that's when when my when my journey began. You know, also um, when I was doing the Groove magazine, um, 
Um, there was towards uh, the end of the 90s, there was a situation when I was for some years in a row going constantly over my substance, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, you know, there's positive stress and there's negative stress. And uh, when, when uh, something is burdened with existential worries and um, problems... Um, in your activities or in your business that become um, such a deep existential aspect because, um, you know, with the magazine it was um, moving around, very big money, having the responsibility for a lot of people that were working for that um, company um, and also for my mother that was also um, always working in the administration of the company and um, from... The founding year in 89 till over the first uh, 10 years, it was a very, very um, nice success story with, you know, um, everything growing from year to the next year, very organically, very healthily. And then um, um, there was um, a time that, that started around uh, 99, 2000, um, which first started with... with um, big problems with a part of my employees, which is a long story that doesn't belong here. And also, um, first, um, let's say, tectonic movements in the German economy, which were related to the burst of the first uh, uh, startup and, um, and internet uh, bubble. Um, which didn't mean that 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 there was a, a you know like um like a big big economic down for the whole for this whole part of the industry but but uh, there were there, there were effects for somebody like me doing um doing a special interest magazine um that was um 100% financed by the advertisement so all these in these years, from a lot of the um, companies that had been um, doing a lot of advertisement in the magazine, we suddenly heard, oh, so, sorry, we had to cut down the budget for print com completely. We can only invest in TV and radio, you know. And so, so within a very short time, um, the business was going down and I had to um, come up with new projects to throw the money the earnings of new projects in the black hole of the magazine to keep it alive for another three, four years before in the end I had to sell it. And these three, four years were super, super exhausting. Mm -hmm. I really damaged myself in these years, you know, with just being a robot, a functioning robot and having no private life anymore. And um, so, you know, I developed uh, psychosomatic stress symptoms from of different kinds and And I'm still dealing with with the late effects of that mm. till today. So um, so that required over the years to be more to become more conscious, more aware with what what I can do to my body and to my mental health. Also, you know, in terms of this balance or the balance that is not. That was never really there, you know. Mm. So, so I'm so I'm still learning about that and getting better. So, um, six years ago, in that process, that process brought me to the Sacred Valley in Peru in the mountains, and 
the, the reason why I um, why I ended up there was because uh, finally, after many years of uh, having that, like carrying that thought with me, I wanted to do my first um, retreat with ayahuasca, and um, so I did that and. In the following years, I did that more often, and there was so much uh, to discover in this in this endless field of um, people and tools working with energies and abilities that go far beyond everything. What um, you know? Um, how can I put that? Like the the the, the our society here here more in like a middle Europe is used to used to use for healing you know mm -hmm. and um, it became my path to, to walk more this alternative path of healing than with conventional medicine and um, and that also in the end brought me to ecstatic dance to uh, go the full cycle of that story because four years ago I um, discovered ecstatic dance ceremonies there somebody was asking me hey there's an ecstatic dance ceremony i didn't know what that is i always was a pas uh, passionate dancer since my childhood and um so i um i really welcomed that that chance to to do a little you know dance and um and work out and um it was very little ceremonies with around 10 15 people And I really liked the range of music that was played there because it was integrating so many different, so so much more styles than in a usual club set, obviously. And um, so for the first two years coming to the valley there, I was taking part in the ceremonies. And then I went back to Berlin two years ago and I wanted to check out about the scene here, not knowing if there's anything here realizing that there's, there's a huge exploding scene um, and um, then I had this epiphany momentum on the dance floor here in Berlin of of course I have to play that because that's that's the next part of my uh, in the journey of expressing myself through music you know that was a long answer That was a beautiful answer. <laughs> and I could almost see um, when you were traveling to Peru and how intense that journey must have been for you. Um, when you think about the first ecstatic dance ceremony you had there, um, what, how was it for you? What were like the enlightening moments that you had? Um, it, was, it was not... Uh, It was the approach of um, doing dance as if a little bit as you would go into a meditation or mm -hmm. uh, or uh, maybe even a yoga session, like that contemplating aspect of mm. of uh, freeing your mind, doing that, and um, it brought me. A bit back to my approach to dancing that I already had as a child or a, or a teenager. You know, I was coming into club into the um, club culture and into this whole nightlife mm. thing um, really from that from that dance culture. Because in, when I was um, 13, 14, 15, I was already a break dancer and um, 
I even went into classical ballet for half a year, you know, and uh, did, did um, courses for acrobatic movements and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so I was a really passionate dancer. And um, before I even started to use, you know, substances to... Uh, to uh, to um, to yeah alternate or or to uh, uh, um, spice these experiences up in the club, you know um, what I'm not doing anymore since a long time because it's not uh, it's not what I'm aiming for anymore, you know. But um, of course, I had a time when this that experiencing experimenting was was. Uh, Uh, was was there and so but before I started um, experimenting with that um, I had already gone to clubs sometimes completely on my own um, going there at midnight and leaving the club at 6 a.m. in the morning just to dance mm. when I was you know 16, 17, 18 and um, when the till a, till, a, till a state when the body would release uh, these these uh, type of um, you know substances that that the body mm -hmm. has actually in a yeah? way. what you also yeah. yeah in a natural way what you also experience when you do um, extreme sports and stuff I'm dancing myself into complete trance you know mm -hmm. into a connection with with myself and with my body that um, Losing two or three kilos a night, you know, and uh, and just dancing yeah, and dancing. Yeah. Um, why do you think is electronic music a good genre when it comes to things like yoga in combination with electronic music, yeah. or aesthetic dance in combination with electronic music, or breath work? Why do you think is electronic music um, supporting those exercises? Not really exercises, but those. Um, Sessions. You mean to connect? Mm -hmm. Yeah, to, to connect. Yeah. Why is it? Do you think why is it helping to connect with your inner self better mm. than maybe other genres? Um, I mean, when I what I play f in, in the context of ecstatic dance now is is there, there's a lot of electronic stuff, but. Um, For me, it's going beyond the electronic music that you hear in clubs, far beyond, because um, to make that journey of an ecstatic dance uh, as it has to be to reach these states, you know, it, it has, has to have much more diversity and it has to feature um, all this, all these world music styles from all the different cultural circles. Organic. Yeah. yeah, more organic partly. And um, so only with, you know, four to the floor club music, um, I, I, I couldn't reach what I reached yeah. there. But still, 70, 80% have electronic elements, you know. Um, I mean, I think electronic music, uh, a part of it has, you know, the... The, the way of the grooves and the programming of the beats when it's very repetitive or then it can be repetitive beat um, you know was uh, used already thousands of years ago to uh, 
bring people into trance. So that that might be um, something that is in common, you know, with ancient um, drumming and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much. There's so much mix of of um, traditional. Um, world music elements now with modern electronic music and that I find really really inspiring and really um, usable for for these purposes yeah and you just released your um, garbage set because yeah. you also had a aesthetic dance session there at garbage yeah. which I can just recommend um, it's a really really nice one um, we were talking about it um, of the records before we started the recording, you said that you are now. It feels like living a different or a new side within you. Would mm -hmm. you say, or does it feel like a switch right now, so that you switch off all the things you had before and start something new, or is it just that you discovered a new side that you also want to bring to life right now? Um you know in in life just just in general I think um sometimes it might be easy for me it always seemed easy to find uh, what I what I wanted to do so far um for others it's maybe more difficult but I was quite good in following my intuition ex especially when I was starting my activities, you know, with the magazine, with mm. doing events, with DJing. Um, so the, the to follow my passion for music, it was super crystal clear. But um, then, then things that we start to do and that might bring, you know, fulfillment and, and money and maybe even happiness in the beginning, things can change. Mm. And um, you have to... Um, can be one of the har hardest things in life to realize something that once served me is not serving me anymore. Mm. And then then you have to have the balls, the courage to step out, even if it has become uh, such a machine and such a um, routine. And also responsibility, and a, right? And a responsibility yeah. and a comfort zone. You know what comfort zones are? Uh, comfort zones are <laughs> mostly things that we just do because we know how to do them, because we feel we are, are, are in full control. But there's a saying, life starts outside the comfort zone. So um, to step out of them um, and to actually, uh, you know, surrender to the, to let go of control and to su surrender of the, of the stream of life, you know, um, just jump, jump into cold waters again. That's, that's the hard part. And that's, um, what I realized I have to do. Um, because I was in a stagnation for, for a long while, even if I was very active in, in many things, but I felt, um, like the spiral of suffering become, it became so, so extreme that I realized I have to do something and um, and yeah it's becoming another me um, something that I was maybe 
always meant to be, but I didn't have the courage to walk that path, you know. And as I already said off record, I don't even know exactly what that is in, in all its facets, but I really realized what I don't want anymore, what's not serving me anymore, what's causing the suffering. So I have to let go of all that, these things and, um, yeah, try to follow the heart, you know. Mm. It's also, it's very generally, you can walk the path of, of, of control and fear and, or you can, you can open your heart and just, just follow, you know, and then, then you're stepping out of the comfort zone. And maybe also living your creative side a bit more than the managing side that, of course, you stepped into for a long time, right? Because like managing a magazine, managing a label, it's really the managing, like the rational side that you have yeah. to live. Yeah. But you're also an artist yeah. and I'm sure you want to live the creative side within you as well. And um, in a post, you already mentioned that you feel like producing more of this um, music that you also play at the ecstatic mm. dance sessions, for mm. example. And now on the 29th of November, there is a new release coming mm. out, ready to shine. Mm. Will it also go in this direction? Tell us a bit about it. No, to make that short uh, with that EP, that's just that that came up in the process of producing this new album that I'm producing right now. I don't know if you know about that that I'm do, uh, doing. New, yeah, um, of course it was readable in the post. Um, so, but that didn't really fit fit to the album context. Mm -hmm. So we pre-drew mm -hmm. it. Yeah to come before the album and it's just an homage to you know high energy old school disco yeah um um yeah that's for the ep but it will be out on the 29th yes which is already end of this week, already, yeah. of this yeah. week. Yeah. yeah and i also listened to some of your older stuff and mm. one i think it's called nomad or Something That's the with one before. the one before, yeah. right? And I heard already this bit of tribal world yeah. music influences yeah. there. Yeah. So yes, those influences, as you said yeah. before, yeah. already were in yeah. you before, right? Yeah, I can add something uh, regarding this album process because, um, or or doing an album at all mm -hmm. um, again, because uh, if you would have asked me half a year ago, I would have said never again an album so I surprised myself with that decision um, um, so something happened that I didn't expect the all these influences and the inspiration that that came from um, the ecstatic dance music from all these new styles suddenly naturally infiltrated my club DJing and my club and my 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 sense for what I want to produce also I didn't expect that. I, I would. I thought it would stay more separated mm -hmm. from each other, but now it's kind of mashing up and um, in me. So suddenly, last year I came up with this Istanbul EP, which already was um, disco with Oriental influences. Mm -hmm. Then I did the Nomads EP, 
and that was meant as a follow-up and this went so well with my new production partner that in in june or so i spontaneously said i want to do a whole album just with oriental disco which uh is a bit strange <laughs> but uh i can't help it I, i have to do that right now um And after that, I will probably uh, really try to produce um, music, especially for for ecstatic dances. Mm -hmm. And if people are now um, interested in what we talked about, what are the next dates where they can experience this kind of experience and your music together? Is there... Because, I mean, some uh, festivals in Europe are now over, but I know that mm. you also be traveling to the states mm. in the next or next month mm. what are the upcoming dates where people yeah. can attend so all this uh like booking in general on the level where i am at is is very very last minute in the moment so um the only thing i know i will be based in mexico city again mm -hmm. from mid-december till first weekend in may um, I will play a lot in Mexico City, the whole spectrum of, of clubs and events there. I will also play a lot of ecstatic dances there because one of my best friends is the only promoter of a weekly ecstatic dance there. Um, and I will also play in other South American countries and in the US and Canada maybe, but I only have a, a few shows con confirmed yet. I will, for example, play a beautiful festival in Panama on uh, March 12th where um, I will play ecstatic dance and a normal DJ set. It's, it's going over a whole week. Unfortunately, I just forgot the name of it. It's, it's in Panama at the beach, and they're inviting all these indigenous uh, tribes to the festival um, to, you know, to, uh, to just... Um, Yeah, integrate their their topics and their problems and their ab abilities and and skills in that whole concept. I don't know how how this will be worked out in details, but it sounds super interesting. Mm -hmm. And after that, I will go to Peru again for a month, and I will also play in Peru again in Lima, Arequipa, Cusco. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because you talked about Peru again, what do you yeah. think is so interesting about the culture? What really catched you um, in Peru? Um, it's sometimes you can't fully explain the fascination for a, for a, for a spot in the world where you feel attracted to so much. Um, you know, I always envied so many friends. In the years before, when they had found their place somewhere in the world, you know, I, I always thought it would be nice to, to have that feeling too about the spot. And then I got that feeling about uh, the Sacred Valley. It's it's the nature there for me. It's these juicy, beautiful mountains on, you know, between 3,000 and 4,000 meters. And um, I really like also countries like Ecuador, Peru, um, because the indigenous population is is, is more present mm -hmm. and living in a better harmony than in other South American countries. Um, so, for example, I don't click so much with with the Brazilian or Argentinian culture. Um, 
Yeah, so so I really like the the indigenous population there. You know, I am I find them adorable. These these small people, and um, there's a there's a beautiful community of Westerners from all over the world in the Sacred Valley that uh, mostly all, all all went there. You know, for the purpose of their own healing and spiritual growth, but also offering things to people that come there. And this community is, is uh, for me, um, became a second family and it became a second home. So that's uh, why I'm, I guess, I could even live there, you know, in the future or partly live there. And if people are now really interested in what you just said and considering traveling there, mm. um, what are the names of the retreats or the places that you could recommend when people want to visit them? Um, there are there are retreat places um, many ones um, in the so-called sacred valley um, I'm mostly in the part of the valley where is this little um, village called Pisac mm -hmm. P-I-S-A-C um, it's one hour car drive from Cusco which is the, the city you have to fly to which is a beautiful um, backpacker paradise um, um, on 3,500 meters or so with, with a really beautiful cultural background and an, um, a lot of historic architecture to visit and, and art. And there in, in around Pisac, there's a, one of these big communities and there's one place for example called Nidravasi mm -hmm. N-I-D-R-A um, and there you can experience all sorts of retreats or yoga or meditation and I will do ecstatic dance there again I guess um, and um, yeah the year almost comes to an end yeah there's there's One thing that yeah. um, could be could be interesting for you in that whole context uh, that I could still talk about. Yeah. Um, because I think you asked before also what is what what's what's to come on this path. Yes. And and there's the, I think there's much more on this path um, to experience than 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 just music. I mean, music is the is what what I found what my soul found it's it's let's say it's it's highest expression with so far in my life mm -hmm. but um i th I have the very very strong feeling there has to be more so um it will be somehow about serving mother earth and humanity. Mm -hmm. And I'm very interested in, you know, alternative healing and about, I have a bigger picture in my head, a vision like how the whole um, medical system has to be reformed mm -hmm. step by step. There are already many people um, were working on that, on that, in that field, you know, and there are movements where conventional medicine is integrating mm -hmm. partly also alternative stuff and even ancient wisdom but there's much more to do in that so i got um part of a symposium of a of a, a london 
based foundation. It's called the Le Ciel Foundation. And um, they invited 140 people from all over the world to the symposium uh, to work in 13 different groups on 13 different topics that are important right now for mm -hmm. the planet and for humanity. And I joined the group of Integral Health. And I'm looking so much forward to this work because it will also challenge my my head again in a completely new way because um, music is beautiful and playing music, but I think my head is a bit rusty and I want to contribute more of my um, knowledge and my abilities, you know, in that in that context. So there will be a gathering of these 144 people in Barcelona in December and then we will concretely work on solutions for a better planet and that's that's one of the, the new things that I have in my life. That's very beautiful yeah. and a beautiful outlook also for... 2020 then yes. um, if you reflect your last year what you, would you say were like the top two to three learnings you had what had the biggest impact in your life um, the biggest learnings in the recent years or also in these past months came I think through um, tools I'm using like for example breath work or theta healing and I guess it's very very simple insights that are that we all kind of know But this knowledge is sometimes buried in in us, or we are not allowing. It's it's just words, but it's not really um, integrated. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, right now, it's about really integrating and living the simplest truths that uh, we all share as human beings. And um, yeah. Um, you know, just 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 uh, sorting out everything. What's 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 not what's not um, good for me from life, and um, going towards happiness and um, things that um, let me grow. You know, and that that can mean so many different things, and that's. Um, That's what the change is all about, what I'm going through. We already talked more than half an hour. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, it's going very fast, but it felt like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. so true. At the end of our interview, is there anything I didn't ask you or you say that's something I would love to add or... Let the listeners know. No, I think all 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 uh, new uh, interesting topics we touched somehow. Um, yeah, if if uh, listeners that um, um, 
where their attention got caught by uh, these topics that we just uh, touched, like ecstatic dance or um, also events in this whole alternative healing, spiritual growth um, field. If they follow my, my social media, then they will um, find things and maybe... Um, be interested in something and they can also write me if they have special special questions and also one recommendation from my side because um, I'm also very interested in those I call them I know there is a term it called it's saying transformational festivals um, mm -hmm. but I also like the ter the term holistic festivals, mm. like um, embracing music, but also things mm. for the mind, body and the soul and mm. festivals that take place in beautiful nature bound places, because there I have the feeling you mm. can connect easily mm. to your inner self than mm. in big cities or big stages where yeah. the DJ is in front, yeah. like 10 meters above yeah. you playing on the ground yeah. um, and, and release an ebook every year yeah. with Many of those festivals around the world. Are you released that? Oh, beautiful. Yes. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I should uh, all send them my ecstatic dance yes. uh, material. Um, just one last thing to what you just said with all these new types of um, events. That's a, that's a big momentum worldwide right now. So uh, to speak, the traditional world of nightlife and club culture is meeting um, these type of healing spiritual events right now and it's a it's a very sensitive thing because when true energy flow healing um, is supposed to happen in my eyes and the and in the eyes of the most of the people that are doing this stuff seriously For example, the, consum the consumption of drugs um, is contraproductive. But it's a momentum that you can't, like, um, that there will be learning. So there are a lot of events right now where both worlds are coming together. And it's super interesting because it's two worlds that were completely separated before. So there's a lot of meeting and reaching hands. And uh, But in general, I think the people from this healing spiritual scene have to take the nightlife people by the hand and show them what's possible in the new context than the other way around. Um, but of course there can be learnings on both sides. But um, it's, um, you know, I visited events when people that had done heavy consumption in the night before and then were joining breathwork sessions the next noon you know so that's uh yeah. not without um risks and and dangers um but but it's a big momentum and um it it so it it's the it's the signs of the time and um because the world needs a lot of healing and balance and nightlife people need that too um, and it's good to show the people, you know, you can still dance, you can still experience music and this beautiful togetherness in a group, you know, in, in different contexts. And that's what all these new types of festivals are about. And I can only recommend to the people um, to, um, to, to try it 
even if it uh, might sound weird in the beginning to combine such aspects, you know, to combine traditional clubbing with um, making other experiences um, for mind, body and soul. But it is the future for sure. There's no doubt about uh, that, that uh, this meeting of this world and the new events that are emerging out of that is 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 a is a booming thing for the next years to come and um i am really happy about that because it makes me feel it gives me a momentum of um what's the english word for the german word aufbruch it's not coming to me right now um so it feels like 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 new beginnings again you know where I can join uh, a new tribe from the beginning and that's a beautiful feeling for me and um, um, I, I see that change all around me right now so it's like um, going super super fast right now yeah? Yeah. it's very interesting I have that feeling too and I want to thank you for your words um, for your work that you do And I'm curious to see more about the things that you do and where we meet again on this planet. I don't know, but I'm very excited about it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Maybe we will meet, uh, just one last thing, that there's a festival called Agape Zoe Festival in Berlin. And that's one of the, the top festivals in the German-speaking area. Um, so we'll play at least for two or three of them next year. So... Everybody's invited to join this beautiful festival. Thank you so much. <laughs> Probably we all have the desire now to visit DJT with aesthetic dance at a beautiful festival at the beach in the jungle around the world. And as mentioned in the interview, there will be a new ebook on Christmas that Tunes and Wings releases with beautiful festivals and nature-bound places around the world, all related to electronic music and with a program that is embracing mind, body and soul. Make sure to register for the newsletter on tunesandwings.com and yeah, be sure to get the information as soon as it's online. Thank you so much for listening. Rock and roll and stay tuned. 